Good evening, good evening, good evening. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Monday, June the 13th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, fictitious, which means not true or real. Fictitious. I hope everyone's enjoying that Monday. Back to work we go, back to work we go. Uh, as you can tell, it is the evening. I, I'm not doing it in the morning. I had to work this morning. So I said, hey, I'm going to still continue on doing what I enjoy no matter what. So I'm bringing it to you this evening. Man, uh, the weather here in North Carolina, the heat is on. An, uh, an old Huey Lewis in the News song. The heat is on. <laughs> Man, uh, today's temperature reached 95 or 96 with a heat index of 100. And tomorrow it is expected to be flat out 100 with a heat index of 105 to 110. Man, the heat is here. Uh, a lot of you asked for it. This is it. And it's not just here in North Carolina. It's all in, along the eastern seaboard, the south, midwest, uh, uh Deep South is, is everywhere. Uh, so stay hydrated. Sunscreen. Limit your time outdoors. Stay away from those sugary drinks, those sodas, and those, uh, what do you call those drinks that give you the energy? The energy drinks, the Monster and the Red Bull. Not trying to put a bad name on them, but hey, they're, uh, that's, that's not hydrating when you're drinking that and those sodas. So yeah, get on that water and those sports drinks, those... Um, Gatorades, Powerades, things like that. Got to keep the, that water in you to stay hydrated because if you're working out or you're in the sun for a long period of time with those sugary drinks, that heat exhaustion and heat stroke can occur. So stay hydrated, man. Um, and this these temperatures are supposed to last pretty much until the end of the week. And I think by Friday or Saturday, the temperatures are supposed to, supposed to drop back down into the 80s. And uh, I believe they're saying the rest of next week, it may be in the 80s also, but uh, the, the heat ain't gone yet, folks. <laughs> it just ain't. If you're from the South, you know that heat is just warming up, literally. Man, yeah, 105 to 110 tomorrow. Man, limit your time outside. Check in on uh, the elderly also, because, uh, you know, a lot of the, the elderly people, some may not have air conditioner, and then you know if you if you know the elderly, <laughs> they aren't turning on that air conditioner. They'll sit there with a fan on and the windows open. <laughs> they just will. They just will. So check in on them. See what's going on with them. Make sure they're hydrated and cool. You know, a lot of old folks they won't turn that air conditioner on because they say their joints hurt. Check in on your peeps, please. Check in on folks. Uh, the NBA, NBA Finals is going on tonight. Golden State versus the Boston Celtics. Series is tied 2-2. Two two. Game 5. So come on, Boston. Let's see what you got. You guys blew a pretty good lead the last game. It seems like after halftime, Golden State and and Steph Curry came out, and, and they put on a, a, I won't say a clinic. You guys hung in there until, you know, it got away from you. 
But they came out, Golden State came out after halftime that last game, and they were wide open. You guys got to put a stop to that. I mean, they had the opportunities. They, uh, Hey, um, Boston was getting second-chance opportunities. The shots just weren't falling. So we'll see what happens tonight, 9 o'clock. Let's go. Let's see. Let's see. Man, uh, just in uh, within the past 30 or 45 minutes, I found out it appears there has been another shooting, this time at a summer camp in Dallas, Texas. Uh, apparently, the gunman walked into the um, summer camp, shot into a classroom with kids, then headed to the gym where there were more kids. But luckily, and thank the good Lord for this, Dallas police arrived two minutes after getting the call from staff inside of, of this uh, summer camp. And they ended up shooting the suspect and he ended up dying at the hospital later. Here goes another one. This is, this is just ridiculous. Luckily, no one was hurt. No one except for the gunman was killed and shot, was shot and killed. None of the kids were hurt. So thank the good Lord for that. Um, uh, coincidentally, there has been a new proposal. It's not final. It hasn't even been drawn up yet, but it looks like members of the House have gotten together and they come up with a new gun reform bill. Some of the things in it are, of course, the red flag laws, uh, extensive uh, background checks, mental health screenings, but there's still no word on those magazine capacity uh, limits. <laughs> we'll see what happens. And, and, and I, and, like I said, there does need to be some gun legislation in this country because it appears that fools keep getting keep getting a hold of these rifles and going into places, not necessarily schools, but going anywhere out into the public and causing chaos, havoc, and flat-out murder. So, yeah, there needs to be some gun legislation. I don't think, uh, no. No one can argue against me on that. And no one's trying to take anyone anyone's right away. You, you, you got to be kidding me. Um, I draw the line at, at these kids being in harm's way. So that supersedes in my mind compared to your uh, your fear of your gun rights. I think the, the, the ones that are doing it the legit way, they aren't the ones that are flying off on these rampages. We need to do something and we need to do something now because one thing that came up and I was thinking one day, you know, there's really no protections for kids, our kids. There just aren't no more than the schools are locking the doors or, or, or whatever, what have you, but there's really no concrete protection for our kids when we send them off to school. So that has to change. And if it means a, a few of you get offended because you feel as though your rights are being trampled on, well, trample the hell all over. It's enough for me. <laughs> I, no, that's enough for me. That's enough for me. For me, I don't care about your, your little feelings or your thoughts or your rights. There's no way in the world you can convince me that an 18-year-old should be have, have easy access to an assault rifle, not unless he's in the military. No way. And that's final, as far as I'm concerned. And also, there's a student here in in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, I understand her argument, and I understand it uh, oh so well. Uh, she's the head of an organization 
in Wake County for uh, Black students that she's saying, hey, there, you know, here recently we've been talking about the possibility of an increase in uh, school resource officers. And she's saying no, because uh, tragically, historically, truthfully, uh, school resources and those students that are minorities, they don't see eye to eye. A lot of times uh, the school resources school resource officers are viewed as being uh, highly aggressive and targeting minorities. So she's saying, no, that doesn't, that, that's a no. Take them out and replace them with more counselors and those that can better diffuse situations. I guess that would be like a crisis intervention specialist. I understand her argument and I understand it oh so well. Yes, there are some school resource officers that go a bit overboard. But at this point, like I said earlier, there's really no protection for our kids in these schools whatsoever. It disappears that any old fool could just walk in with a weapon of any kind because the guy, the recent one down here in Dallas, Texas, he didn't have an assault rifle. They said he had a handgun. So any old fool could walk in with a weapon and do harm to these kids. So, yeah, uh, there needs to be school, more school resource officers and they need to be armed to the teeth. Yeah, I said that. Arm them. Therefore, when they see them coming, open up. Mental health or no mental health. Don't care. Open up. I'm sorry. I, 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 that's just the way I feel. This is, is this is this is just absurd that any old body can walk in off the street into a school or summer camp or, or whatever or what have you and just start shooting and, and killing these innocent kids. It, it, it's, it's too much. Time is up. You had your fun. Yeah. And I understand her argument. I do. And I salute her for bringing it to the forefront as a student for standing up. But as for me, no. More school resource officers and arm them. Arm them to a T. Arm them. All right. Well, hold on, hold on. There's one more story. I forgot. Oh, my Lord. How can I forgive this? Well, <laughs> it appears that 31 members of a white supremacist group in Idaho was arrested this weekend for their attempt, and they're going to be charged with this, for uh, inciting a riot. And, and, and how they were caught, apparently, someone called in a tip that said they had seen 20 or more men climbing into a U-Haul, and they looked like a, a little army. <laughs> so much so that when the police got caught up with them and pulled them all, 31 of them, out of this U-Haul, they found shields. They found uh, other riot gear. They found a grenade even. All of this was in, in hopes of going to this gay pride parade and causing a riot, I guess. There's no other way to describe it. And they came from 13 different states. Why, what in the world? You guys got that much time on your hand with everything that's going on in this country? <laughs> I, I, I can't... Uh... I can't formulate the words right now when I hear that. There are more than one way. There's more than one way for you to get your point across. You don't have to go and just purposely try to harm people because you don't agree with their lifestyle. 
and like I've always said, I never understood people when they say, I don't agree with this or I don't agree with that. And then they resort to violence or an attempt at violence. Well, it was going to be violence because these, that's what, that was their purpose. 31 fools sitting in a U-Haul in riot gear, so much to the point, uh, to the fact that someone sees, sees them and says, hey, these fools look like they're a, a little army. So they called the police. Good thing the police caught up with them because then we would have to be dealing with that nonsense with everything else we have going on in this country. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That, that, that is, that is. And they shouldn't be charged. Charge them. And, and coincidentally, also, since that arrest, the uh, police chief and other officers that, you know, that made the arrest said they're receiving death threats. Well, you guys won't stop, will you? <laughs> These fools won't stop. <laughs> what are you, you going to kill everybody? You, what are you, you guys want to be the only ones left on this earth? With your theory and logic of being the superior race? Or are you saying now, like many are saying, you're fighting for your rights because uh, certain groups in this country is trying to take you out or marginalize you. Ooh, you poor fellas. Get a grip and a clue. Nobody wants to hear that nonsense. That's garbage. Save the pity party. No one cares. No one's trying to take you out. Good Lord. What, what in the world? What in the entire world is going on with us in this country, in this world? What in the world, man? It's just, it seems like every day it gets worse. People's logic and thinking, uh, how they go about their day-to-day -day dealings and, and, and life in general. I'm, I'm just wondering to myself, do you guys get any sleep? Is there any peace in your mind, let alone in your heart? Man, damn fools climbed in a U-Haul. <laughs> <laughs> trying to go to a gay pride celebration and start a riot. What in the world? <laughs> Not, I, don't, I don't mean to laugh, but if you think about it, <laughs> it, it makes no damn sense whatsoever. Big, grown, able-bodied men all sitting in the back of a U-Haul sweating trying to go to a gay pride celebration to start a riot. Hmm, there's a punchline in there somewhere and I ain't going near it. <laughs> All right, let's go get it. Man, I stumbled on this article. I was reading the newspaper and I stumbled on this article. It, it, it caught my eye. I was like, well, what in the world? It appears that um, there are some members of the clergy that are saying, uh, well, the, the members of the, the clergy, uh, Black, Asian, Hispanic, and Pacific Islanders even, that are saying they are facing mental health battles themselves and are, are in need of help, just like their parishioners. Of course, they're saying due to the pandemic and anti-Asian hate that Atlanta spa shooting killings, uh, systemic racism to George Floyd murder. And they're saying it has left many of these clergymen and women overwhelmed, exhausted, burned out, and they're, they're riddled with anxiety. And as a result, many are questioning their own mental health. They uh, 
already they, before the pandemic because they're saying the number one problem is of course the pandemic uh they're saying before the pandemic they were they were they were burdened but they weren't overburdened because you know hey if they're in the minority community their their churches and they're saying they serve community communities that were underserved uh lack of food lack of health care accessibility unemployment housing issues and the stigma of mental health now there's one pastor that that's hispanic that says she uh worked with a woman that has seven kids and the, the COVID had her so discombobulated that she was fearful that she would die and leave her kids motherless yeah that's understandable a lot of people felt like that during the, uh, the height of the pandemic when we were locked down the quarantine a lot of people were fe fearful they were worried what if the what if set in now she went on to say that counseling would last for 30 minutes to an hour over the phone and if she was able to see her, the woman in person, she would have to massage her head and arms and give her water until she fell asleep. I guess that's the only place she could get some rest. Also, uh, there, there was a pastor of a, a church in California that served the predominantly, well, predominantly Pacific Islanders. Which, by the way, uh, those Pacific Islanders in California, they say, or they, they have the numbers to prove, they had the higher death rate due to COVID than any other group in California. Now, um, the pastor went on to say that many days he would have to, to perform two, three, maybe even four funerals in a day. And sometimes it was of members of the same family and this goes along coupled also with pre-pandemic and even during the pandemic they were he was already in his traditional duties and care in, a, in the community that was underserved the food issues the health issues the mental health issues the housing issues etc 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 and a cashmere sweater man now that there was I, i'm running this the, the the examples, because man, when I started to read it and I started to think it, I was like, wow, man, it, this is a lot. Um, an Asian pastor says that she was, she's so overwhelmed to the point that she's taken a, a six month sabbatical in July. Uh, of course, all this as a result of COVID and those Asian hate crimes that occurred in this country during the pandemic. You know, we, we all know what happened uh, when, when it came out that it came from China and, and, and there just certain people, well, we all know, started running their mouths and they put it out there and certain idiots here somehow, some way got the idea that, 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 hey, those of the Asian community were responsible for COVID solely and they were trying to, well, I, <laughs> Hey, I ain't laughing to be the Pope fun. I'm laughing of the idiocy of that mindset. I'm sorry. It just it, it, it was just idiotic to me from the start. When I first heard it, I thought, what, what a bunch of damn fools. So she's saying she's so overwhelmed. She's getting ready to take a six month sabbatical and she quite possibly may not return to the church to minister. Mm, 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 mm. And of course, hey, there was a black pastor from Buffalo 
We all know Buffalo within the past, well, last month with that supermarket shooting, he was on a conference call with more clergy, clergymen and women. And he said that, hey, he, he knows a, a fellow pastor that has been so overwhelmed with COVID and, and now this, and that he told those uh, supermarket employees that wanted to talk to him and wanted him to pray for him that he flat out just couldn't do it. He had no energy. His anxiety level was through the roof, the pandemic strain. Now, uh, one thing, uh, several things that came out of that article that I, I got to agree with, um, just like us in our everyday life and our dealings, uh, self-care. Now, we often think of pastors or, or clergymen or bishops or, or, or rabbis or priests or however you want to call them, whatever denomination, we often, oftentimes think of them as being, uh, uh, I won't call them superheroes, but we don't think of them as human beings. And these examples of these pastors being, or clergymen, I should say, I'm sorry, being riddled with all of the woes and sorrows of their congregation and parishioners and to so much to the point they're overwhelmed with anxiety. Their anxiety levels are through the roof. They're overworked. This should show you that they're human too. I know many people are going to say uh, faith because I even thought about it. And, and yeah, we should all have faith. And everyone's, everyone's faith is tested from time to time. There's no doubt about that. But man, really? Um like I said, they're humans. They have moments, and this is their moment. So, what do, what do you do as a pastor when 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 you feel like this? Like that one pastor in Buffalo that said uh, one of his fellow uh, clergymen were so overwhelmed and burdened down from dealing with COVID that when that shooting happened at that supermarket and those employees came to him and said, hey, we need to talk to you. We need to pray with you. And, and he said that he just wasn't in the mind to do it. Is that a sign of weakness or is that a sign of just being a human being? No matter if you're a pastor or, or, or clergy or a priest or rabbi or, or, or however you word it, a bishop, no matter what your denomination, those guys and women are human. They are having a human moment. Uh, faith? Yeah. Do I think it's a lack of faith? No. I, I don't think it's a lack of faith. Um, I'm quite sure they know enough and have been through enough in their life before the pandemic. I'm sure they're calling on the good Lord to, to increase their faith. And, and maybe I'm stepping out of bounds here, but yeah, I mean, yeah, they're calling on the good Lord to increase their faith. But just like you and I in times of trouble and woes, it ain't an overnight process. It takes time. And for those uh, clergymen and women to say that, hey, the pandemic bought everything out to the point that they were overwhelmed, like that first one I told you about that said she would have to sit on the phone for 30 minutes to an hour talking to that mother. And, and then when she would come in, she would have to massage her heads and shoulders and give her water until she fell asleep because she was just so uh, just hyper 
and, and down and out and depressed and just thought so thought that COVID was going to take her out and leave her kids motherless. Um, that that screams of a, uh, of just being a human, no matter what, no matter what your calling is. Uh, a lot of times, yeah, the good Lord puts us through things to, to test our strength and faith. I, I, I don't think these uh, clergy men and women are weak. I think they're just having a human moment. They they need God just like we do. They need prayer just like we do. And quite possibly, they, they may need a break. I, I think we all need a break. I know I do. I can tell you from firsthand experience, I need a break. <laughs> I need a break from it all. I, I just do. Um, COVID, yeah, it did take you there. It just did. It shook the world up. Uh, the way we view things or used to view things are no more. It's totally different. It's like we woke up and, and, and the world changed and we, we got we got to keep up with it. Just is. It looks like these pastors, are, 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 I'm sorry, clergymen and women are, are going to have to figure something out and figure something out quick. Because, yeah, there's a lot of parishioners that that still need you. And, and that one pastor that says she's going to take a six-month sabbatical to reflect and see if she wants to come back to ministering, I, I can understand full well where she's coming from. Uh, her, just like others, have been through a lot with COVID. I mean, so much so that just like she said, that you know, one of the examples she used was that... Um, you know, of the Asian hate crime was was that spa shooting back here when that <laughs> that guy walked in into those two two spas in, in Atlanta in Georgia and, and opened fire. Um, that's 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 COVID. Wow, it, it, it's it's exposing so much on so many different levels that we probably never even thought of because I never even thought about the clergymen being and women being overburdened and overwhelmed and, and filled with anxiety. Like I said, I like you, I always thought of, of, of clergymen and women having so much strong faith that they couldn't break, they couldn't fall apart. Now we know otherwise. Now we know different. We just do. And, and it looks like a lot of them, um, they are going to have to, you know, get some me time, take a break. Who could who could argue with them? Because, yeah, um, I mean, that, that that many may say that's what they're there for, for everyone that has a problem or, or woes and troubles. Yes, they are. That is what they're there for. That is their purpose. That is their calling. But to what extent? I mean, if they're saying that, hey, it's affecting our mental uh, so much so to the fact that the one pastor in Buffalo, after that uh, massacre at that supermarket, he could even pray with those employees that witnessed that. His mind is off. His mental is, is drained. He's drained. All of them are. Or the, I mean, man, the one uh, clergyman in California with the Pacific Islanders that once again, they said they had the highest numbers of anyone in the state and he found himself uh, multiple times out of the week, not just in a day. He said out of the week, he was having funerals for two, three, four. I 
at a time, and a lot of them were members of the, of one family. How long or how, how much do you think one human being can take, pastor or not? Everyone has a breaking point. Everyone has a, a moment where they need that moment of clarity and peace and time to themselves. And it seems like even pastors do. So if, if there's anything I could say, I would say pray for them. Pray for them. They need it. In addition to God's grace and mercy, they just do. They just do. Well, I'm going to get on out of here. Uh, give me a little rest before I go back in tomorrow and, and relax. Watch that game and watch me some wrestling also. Yeah, it's Monday night raw time. Got to watch that. Got to watch that. I'll be watching both. <laughs> I just will. I just will. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this evening. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio, Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And hit that like and subscribe button wherever you are streaming so you can get notified when these podcasts drop. Thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.